1: Hey, welcome to part two of my podcast interview with my extremely good friends, Ron and Patience Borsma. This is really exciting for me. We got to be together recently and I got to see what they're doing. Uh, People in their late 60s that are discipling young kids. They're leading a micro church of 14 young boys uh, from their early teenage up to age 21. Very, very exciting people are very very excited about sharing them with you hope you enjoy this i want to talk uh, as as we get into really where i'm trying to go with this thing i you know we've been teaching a lot about microchurch mm-hmm. and um, when i was asked by my friend todd wilson to write a book about microchurch it, it was it was a, a weird experience with for me we I, I wrote the book but we had planted a lot of churches but we always were trying to start them at about 140 people. That was our mm-hmm. goal, and um, and we'd done it in other continents. And there, you you have to start small. But in terms of what we did in the U.S., I only knew of eight that I would call micro churches. And so the the book that I wrote, uh, for, uh, it's called uh, Mega, Multi, uh, Micro. And the whole idea is we we've gone through mega church. And and in, during those decades, uh, we were losing ground. The church has been shrinking in America, and then we went to multi-site, where, you know, you're in one location and you video it to, you know, maybe a dozen other locations. People are gathered around a city, and all I did was make a bigger multi, a bigger mega church. You could add more seating capacity by adding more auditoriums, and of course, the video feed. And again, we we were still losing ground across the, the board and when we look back in the new testament it was really a house church movement when you read acts chapter two uh, i've always made a big deal out of that they met in the temple and from court to, from house to house temple courts from house to house yes. but by the time you're in acts chapter five the people who are in the church now are living like 40 miles away from jerusalem they're not showing up in the temple every week so it was a house church movement so We've kind of come to, to realize that, well, maybe not a house church movement, but a small group movement. And there are pockets of people in, in Matthew 28, when Jesus says, go into all the nations, the word in the original language is the ethne, or the word we get ethnicity from. And it doesn't mean what we attach to it, ethnicity, like the color of your skin or your DNA. What, what it simply means is a, 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 a like-minded people so so people who are you know in a bowling league uh would be a people Mm -hmm. group uh people who hang out at a tattoo parlor are a people group the people who hang out at the the same bar every week in fact our friend randall and annie kalama our 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 good friends are uh in a bar in toniohe they make it their business to be in the same bar they don't drink but they sit in the bar and eat dinner every sunday night so they can connect with the people who are there their their goal is build a micro church among those people, and so we're seeing this as an opportunity. And a lot of people are; it's kind of in vogue now to talk about micro church, and 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 people are trying to build micro church networks. And uh, John Honnold, who I know you guys know real well, uh, is turning a legacy church into a network of micro churches, and uh, that's exciting. We're going to have him on the podcast. But as as I'm looking at it, I think there's a tendency to think that new things are things for young people. And you mm-hmm. certainly are doing things with young people, but you're not that young. You both have a lot of grain. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and so there, there are the old people who are gonna say, oh, this is for young people. And then there are the young people who are gonna say, well, old people don't count for anything, they're over the hill. And mm-hmm. you guys fly in the face of both of those thoughts yeah. in terms of you're so productive still. Mm-hmm and uh you're running a business you're doing all this stuff and 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 you're you're leading in your home now a microchurch besides being part of a, a, another church you're leading in your home a microchurch that's a lot of young boys and yes. i i know that they're that part of the the microchurch experience isn't just what you're doing on sunday mornings i want you to talk about that but i, the, I know that part of it is they raid your refrigerator uh, they <laughs> hang out and watch videos. Um, there's this whole lot of stuff going on. Take some time and 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 tell us the whole dynamic first of how it got started, and then what can what's going on and 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 you know be be pretty expressive about this.
0: We have a, a great grandson that we've been involved in his life since he was born. Every weekend we we take him um, because his mom and dad actually weren't really
2: Sorry. big part of his
0: life. Um, the mother actually was murdered a few years ago, so he has nobody but us. Uh, Aunt and uncle he stays with, but not a good situation. Anyhow, he's a bodyboarder, and so he loves, that's his getaway. He loves to go to the beach and bodyboard. So from about the age of 13, he would uh, make so many friends from school, from his neighborhood, from the beach, and always invite them. Can Tutu and they would call us, can I bring some friends over? So he'd start bringing over a few friends on Friday after school. We'd go beach, come over, and stay over Friday night, Saturday night. Um, But the deal was they had to come to
2: church with us. And and
0: there was like four, six, eight, ten, twelve boys in our home on the weekend. Every weekend. uh, I think they said the deal was you can sleep over, but if you sleep over Saturday night, Sunday, you're going to church with us. Mm -hmm. So we would... Shove them, stuff them into our cars, and take them to church on Sunday morning. But it really wasn't for them; it, it, they weren't getting much out of there no out youth out at that church. So it wasn't a youth ministry, and they were all just we spread them out. And they all just sleep through the service. So this isn't working. So mm-hmm. we decided best to just do it in our home. And so we started to uh, actually basically uh, teach them how to cook in the morning to make their own breakfast. um all around the island. Cooking, they're having a great time, and then we bring them together, talk to them about the issues that young people are dealing with nowadays, Uh, and then we uh, share some 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 Bible verses and give a little Bible lesson and uh, talk story. We call it. And with the boys expand on that?
2: Yeah. Um, One of the things we also do with them is we. This is going to sound crazy, but we actually taught them civics because it's not being taught in the schools because some of the things we talk about of how government runs they had no idea so we teach them civics uh we talk to them about their involvement in schools how can they start up they wanted to do a bodyboard club you know things that interest them
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um a lot of
0: we always yeah we always get the scripture the lesson and they're and then we just say, "What's current events going? You know, what's school mm-hmm. going? What's going yeah. on? This or that." Had a good discussion. Boys, really really, really, good really open up and talk to us.
2: Yeah, they really they trust us. Us all folks. Us all folks. <laughs> and then we started doing a homeless outreach. And one of the things that we had them, how we got them involved, is we meet under a giant banyan tree that's forever dropping all these things. So once a month, all the boys get together, and we go up and we rake all the opala. Rubbish that is dropped from the banyan tree. And then we have a short little service there with the boys and the homeless. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ezra turns 18 in a couple of months. So it's been five years of bringing kids over to our house Mm -hmm. and feeding them. They eat tons and Mm -hmm. cleaning up. And we try to get them clean up the best they can. But, you know, and.
2: um, You're mentoring.
0: So, yeah, we've had them through the years uh, pack bags for the homeless. Yeah, I've gone down with us to pass all things to the homeless. In walk, Chinatown. Chinatown. We had a prayer walk, Chinatown. We had uh, Operation Christmas Child. They would be the ones filling the boxes, so we can keep them pretty involved in the things that we do. Mm-hmm. And they 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 share to us every time they go to the beach, they get in a circle, and they pray before they go in the water, and uh, they pray in the water too. Sometimes the waves get scary. <laughs>
2: One of the things that's happening now is um, we've been working with these kids for what the last five years and some of them he just had his 21st birthday and um, we decided that we would like to mentor him on how to start his own business. So Ron's working with him on uh, I think the first job he did he's a landscaper like Mark Uh and he's been doing it for over a year so he knows how so we thought let's help him along help him and we let him know that even if he fails he would have tried you know so we we talked scripture about you know hard work and if you don't work you don't eat (laughs) (laughs) so the boys know that here in this house yeah Yeah. Uh, so we we started doing that about a month or so ago and this is a kid when he first came was full of profanity Smoke Pacalolo. I caught him out back, you know, and told him that wasn't done in this house. Um, so like you were saying earlier, everything is not always peaches and creams. There's always bumps along the way. Um, we've found some, a, a joint out on the patio, you know. So we have talked to the boys about drugs and what's allowed, what's not allowed. So we we are hitting the where the rubber meets the road we are
1: there riding with it. This is really good. One of the things that, you know, when we talked a couple of weeks ago, I was in Hawaii and, and um, got to actually see some of the kids. On, they were on their way in the houses as I had stopped by to pick up some stuff. But um, uh, uh, this whole microchurch thing, uh, 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 to a lot of people, it's, it's just a Bible study away from a church building in another location and for you guys it's way more than that it's all about life when you're teaching civics you're you're mentoring how to start a business uh you teach them how to cook um you're you're involving them in outreach uh, th- this is uh, this is really a church it's it's full blown church with what's the maximum number that you've had 12 14 people about 14, Fourteen. Fourteen, uh, yeah. 14 yeah. yeah so so i can say these words this is a full blown church with 14 people in it and and i think there's this there's this juxtapose going on in people's minds between what we're calling the prevailing model of church or legacy church a church that has a building and it's a full-blown full church and then there's this other little anemic thing that's basically a bible study that we call church. Mm-hmm. and i contend and you guys certainly live that it is far more than that that a microchurch should be a full-blown church experience uh, i've been coaching a, a a pastor who who's leading a prevailing model church and they're it's a wonderful church they're doing so much around the world they're they're planting churches they're, they're up to i think 14 churches now and the only one that's in the united states besides the mother church is is a, a, a in, of a different language group and so they're they're doing that but they're they're struggling but we don't know how to do this in our own community, We're big city. We can't seem to figure out how to plant churches in our own city, uh, mm-hmm. a city of a couple million people. And so one of the things that we're talking about is um, back to what we called mini church in Hope Chapel, is mm-hmm. that you got to have the people have more than that they, they set through a Sunday sermon. Or then that they go to a little Bible study during the week. we we got to get them to where they love each other first. Yes, And they know how to minister to each other. And then they know how to minister to the world around them. And then from there, we can take the mini church. And in our model before was, if you could plant three mini churches while you're in our church, then we would Mm -hmm. consider you as a church planter. Mm -hmm. I look at that and think, if I was pastoring today, I might not even do that. I, I, I might go let's just go directly from the experience you got inside the legacy church Hope Chapel, Cunningham Bay, and, and let's go do what you guys are doing. And, and, and let's go launch some micro churches. And then, you know, Rick Warren started in a living room. So if the thing starts as a micro church and it wants to grow to 17,000 people, well, that's great. Let's just do that. But if it wants to always be a micro church or it wants to start a string of micro churches, then that's great let's yeah. do that but let's not see it as some cool thing that we're doing because that's hip to do in church now and call it microchurch and let's not see it as some anemic it's just a bible study that doesn't meet in a church building mm-hmm. let's see what looks a lot like what ron and patience Boersma are doing uh with 14 boys
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and that, that i can call a full-blown church as much as i could call up chapel county bay Full-blown church. And, and there's all different needs.
0: We do that with the boys. And then like, the, an the, the thing at the at the park, we, we last Sunday we had a setup and we had actually patients had asked the homeless uh, gentleman that lives there with his wife and father to give the message. First time he ever did anything like that. He has a study problem. But he was scared, but he did it. He, he read a message and shared and prayed. And, uh, we videoed that. I sent you a copy of that. But it was really, really neat. And besides that, patients do several uh, studies at home, book studies with different uh, groups of ladies, mm-hmm. uh, some out of prison and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also do a once a month Sunday luncheon at our house for a group of people that are schizophrenic and different issues you know, yeah, going on. Mental health
2: issues. Health issues. Actually, the outreach that we're doing at the park came out of that group. Yeah. there are a bunch of mentally challenged individuals and one of them lives right next to the park and one night he was out there and he saw these people out in the park with a flashlight going around in the dark so he went down and talked to them they were looking for cigarette butts so they could smoke them and that relationship started like about a year and a half ago and he would come every every other sunday and share what was going on with this group so a few months ago, I asked him, so what are we going to do? We've been talking about these people. What are we going to do with it? And the Lord said, let's start a church. So we went up and I told him, we're going to start a mini church or a micro church up there. And God's going to provide the pastor. So we went up and we just so happened to have a couple of missionaries that were staying with us that was doing some carpentry work for us. We went up there and the kid came over and it was like, Lord said, Ask him, he's going to be the pastor of this, this mini church. <laughs> so I told him, and he looked at me and he said, I will. Wow. And it was like, boom. So the guys all laid hands on him, prayed over him. So this past Sunday, he gave his first sermon. <laughs> and and June the twenty first, the 25th, he's going to give his second. He's going to lead for the second time. Oh, this and, we is really good. And, yeah, and we go up. Go ahead. And we go up at least once or twice midweek to continue to connect up with them. We now have us uh, retired case managers, social workers, health aides involved in helping them to resecure their their uh, social security. The EBT cards have been replaced, phones are coming. So, you know, Ralph, I, I, I don't know. We just go as the spirit leads us and it, it's just like fun it's fun age, does, age doesn't have nothing to do with it it's fun to do and um the the rewards to see on their faces when they pray and tears start rolling down their faces and you know god's touching them as whether it's a it's a prayer that comes from the heart or a prayer that's on a page the heart is open and willing
1: yeah it, it's fun now, as we wind this thing down um I'm left with a couple of thoughts. One is that um, either God is truly unfair and has given you guys 36 hours in a day and me only 24. Or you're living the life of in Jesus that we all ought to be aspiring to. And I think the latter is more true. And I, I, I just, down through the years, I've watched you guys. I've watched you go through some really good times, some hardships um I've, I've watched you meet opposition from people in the church um and, and and i've watched god bless you and hurt them over time and uh i i just am, am so honored that you guys are my friends i have a, a request and you may just say no to this and it would just be fine but if somebody wanted to know more and wanted to make contact with you could you give them would you give them an email address that You'd feel comfortable with four thousand people uh, knowing your email address. I'm not. <laughs> sh- I don't. I'm. I'm sure four thousand people are not going to email yeah. you, but no, uh, that, that that many people will actually. It's closer to five, but a lot of people are going to know your email address.
0: Sure. Um, Is deal at B O E R S M A S T E E L at gmail.com. Good. And now well, yes.
2: We we only live what I was taught so well. <laughs> out of Acts. How you taught us. How they got together in the room. They prayed. They shared a meal. Um we're just doing what the Bible in Acts tells us to do. And it God does the rest. Yeah. Just be faithful. That's the DNA that you put inside of me. Yeah and ronald yeah and we hope to pass it on to others yeah that's church, mini church whatever you want to call it we call it
0: see a need fill it, uh-huh. <laughs> do it. Do it.
2: <laughs> and he will do the rest
0: if you enjoyed today's podcast be sure to subscribe and check his blog at ralphmoore.net